Grace to you and peace from God our Father, from our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ. Amen. As we prepare to step out of this year and and into the next, the verse in Psalm 90, verse 12, seems especially appropriate. I'd like to ask you to, uh, to read this verse with me. It is both our sermon text and also our prayer as we end this year. Teach us to number our days rightly, that we may gain a heart of wisdom. You may be seated. Now this might be one of those, be careful what you pray for because you could get it kind of things. We're asking God to teach us, and sometimes we have to learn the hard way. For instance, what do you think this child learned? I don't know, maybe, uh, maybe he learned that hot water hurts. Or maybe he learned that you're supposed to listen to mommy. How about this adult? Now, no, that's not a Detroit Lions fan or a Michigan Wolverines fan. And the way I know that is we're talking about learning something, and apparently we never learn. So I don't know what this guy learned. I don't know if that's why he has that expression on his face or not. But you get the point. Sometimes we have to learn the hard way. But even knowing that, we still want to learn, don't we? We want to learn what God has to teach us. We want to learn to number our days because as the months and the years fly by with ever-increasing speed, we want God to show us, to remind us, to teach us that every day is a gift from Him. So as we think about our prayer, that God would teach us to number our days rightly so that we can gain a heart of wisdom, we're going to organize our thoughts around, around both halves of that verse. The first half talks about asking God to teach us. That has to do with the head, with knowledge. The second half talks about asking God to give us a heart of wisdom. So head and heart, or knowledge and wisdom. If we're going to learn anything, God has to be the one to teach us because He is, well, all knowledge comes from God. And what we're going to think about now is a specific kind of knowledge because it's the best kind of knowledge. The best knowledge is knowledge about God. For instance, one thing we need him to teach us is his will for our lives. I think that's probably best summarized in the Ten Commandments. There's plenty of other places in Scripture where God talks about what he wants for his people, but summarized best in the Ten Commandments. But there's something even more important than the Ten Commandments that we need to learn about God, and that is His love 
in our lives. Just one week ago, we were all gathered here, or if you're, if you're from another congregation, you were worshiping there on Christmas Eve, praising God for his great love and sending his son into the world. And all the while, we knew then, as we know now, that casting a shadow on the stable and the manger was the cross on Calvary's hill. The love of God revealed and and demonstrated and worked out for us in the birth of Christ, completed in his death and resurrection, God's love for us. Now that's all important information, vital things for us to know. But it's not enough simply to have knowledge. Remember what we're praying for. That that was really only the, the first half of it. Teach us to number our days rightly. Why? That we may gain a heart of wisdom. So the difference between knowledge and wisdom, I think we know, don't we? Knowledge really is is acquiring facts. And wisdom is is using good judgment and putting those facts to work in whatever decisions that we need to make in our lives. Knowledge is in the head. Our text reminds us that that wisdom is in the heart. Knowledge is about God, we said. Wisdom is about being like God. Now when I say that, I'm reminded of way back in the Garden of Eden. What was the temptation that, that the serpent, that Satan used to, uh, to entice Eve to eat of the fruit of the tree? What did he say? When you eat of it, what? You will be like God, knowing good and evil. That's not what I'm talking about when I say that wisdom wants to be like God, and we already know good and evil, don't we? But wisdom wants to be like God has shown himself to be in his son, Jesus Christ. Wisdom makes the most of our days because it knows those days are numbered, that that each day could be our last on this earth, or as Jesus makes clear in the gospel reading tonight, that, that each day could be the last for this earth. So what does a heart of wisdom do with that knowledge? Well, for one thing, it sees. It sees the value in each day. That's why Psalm 118 verse 24 is one of my favorites. This is the day the Lord has made. Let us rejoice and be glad in it. Well, yesterday was a day the Lord made, and and tomorrow's going to be a day that the Lord will make. But this verse reminds us That this is the day in which we live, right now. And that this day, whether we're having a good day or a bad day, this day has been made by the Lord and has been given to us by Him to use in His service, to His glory. And that's why we can rejoice and be glad in that day, even if there's great sorrow accompanying that day. So a heart of, a heart of wisdom sees the value in each day, but it also sees God's 
love in all our days. Let's go back to that picture of Jesus on the cross. We said that that demonstrates God's love for us, and we know that. But just knowing that isn't enough. What are you going to do with that knowledge? That's where wisdom comes in. Because wisdom trusts God to walk with us on this earth all the way to heaven. Isn't that what St. Paul was talking about in the epistle lesson tonight? When he, nothing can separate us from the love of God that is in Christ Jesus, whether it's the life or death or whether it's the, the past or the future. All of those are in God's hands and none of those can separate us from the love of God that is in Christ Jesus. But God not only tells us how to get to heaven, he also tells us how to live on earth. So we go back to the commandments. We know them, don't we? If you grew up in a Christian home, if you went to a Christian church, if you went to a Christian school, you know the commandments. You probably could rattle them off one through ten. Knowing the commandments isn't enough. What are you going to do with that knowledge? Wisdom sees the reason God gave those commandments to us, and one of them, one of those reasons, is that he knew and he knows that our lives are happier and better when we, when those around us live out his commands to us. And isn't that one of the, one of the truly wonderful things of, of being a, a part of a Christian congregation? We see the wisdom in trying to obey God's commands and, and we help each other to be reminded of that because when, when we're out in that cold, cruel world, it's just the opposite, isn't it? In the world, they think that Trying to keep the commandments is the height of folly. But in God's church, we know just the opposite. And so we gather for worship, as we're doing now, in order to be reminded of that and to encourage each other and to strengthen one another for that. And they go out into the world and into the community to live our lives that way. So that those who, by nature and maybe by upbringing, are convinced that doing it their own way is the best way, can really see how beautiful it is to live with Jesus and to live like Jesus in obedience to the Father's command. So a heart of wisdom sees God's will and seeks to do God's will. It seeks to be like Jesus, as we had talked about before. So, so what does that look like? Got a couple of pictures that I think can be helpful with that. Now, I don't know, do you still make New Year's resolutions? Eh, I, I, 
hardly bother. I mean, for me, it's the, the same old ones, eat less and, and exercise more. And so I don't really make resolutions anymore. But maybe there's a resolution we want to make. And that is to be more like Jesus. And to think about that in a couple ways. Number one, this, this picture on the screens brings to mind a lot of words, I suppose, but, uh, but the one that, uh, that especially comes to me is gentle. And, and what would our family life, what would our, what would our community life be like if we resolved to be gentler, like Jesus is? I mean, what does that mean? I can think of a few things. Number one, it means to be attentive in our listening. Now here I'm not preaching to the choir, actually I'm preaching to the preacher. Uh, but a reminder to all of us that, that when we listen to be attentive in our listening, the way you are right now, aren't you? Okay, so thank you for that. Uh, an, another way to be gentle like Jesus is to be tender in our speaking. Not using harsh words with one another or coarse language, but tender speaking. And the third one might be being patient in our expectations of ourselves and of others. All of those are ways to be gentle, like Jesus. The other word that comes to mind, this picture, I think, demonstrates, illustrates pretty clearly, and that is to be a servant. You know, people serve for a lot of reasons. Sometimes it's because they have to or it's expected or whatever. Jesus served for one reason, because he wanted to, because of his love for his Father and for each one of us. And so we also can seek to serve with that kind of attitude, that we can we can serve at home by doing our best at home, at school, at work, being considerate and thoughtful and helpful, looking for opportunities to serve in our community, in our congregation. So let's go back to our prayer. Now that we understand it a little more fully and, and what it is we're, we're really praying for. I'm going to invite you to pray it one more time. I've changed it just a little bit. I've made it, instead of plural, I've made it singular. So maybe it's a little more personal. And I invite you to pray this prayer with me. Teach me to number my days rightly, that I may gain a heart of wisdom. Teach me to number my days rightly, that I may gain a heart of wisdom. Our days on earth are numbered. We ask God to help us to make the most of them, each one of them. On the other hand, our days in heaven will be without number. And so we thank God for his mercy, asking him to guide and guard, to direct and to protect us every day in the coming year. Amen. And the peace of God, which passes all understanding, shall keep your hearts and minds in Christ Jesus.
Amen.